0: Yo, reality, your boy from Hackney, a.k.a. black guy in your neighborhood, a.k.a. my mother's favorite rapper. And this is the In Your Neighborhood podcast, baby. baby. Well, what episode is this now? Episode nine. Episode nurse. Now oh, you say it in French. Yes, confirmed. In Your Neighbourhood podcast with your boy Reality, your boy from Hackney, a.k.a. Black Guy in Your Neighbourhood, a.k.a. my mother's favourite rapper, Dark Kent. You know how it be. All facts. Yes. And first of all, we're going to start this off straight away by saying RIP to DMX. Earl Simmons, one of the most, not even arguably, influential figureheads in rap music, a hip-hop legend. It's a shame we had to wait for him to pass away for us to acknowledge this, but I'm sure we were acknowledging it when he was alive, really, actually. Very distinctive voice, you're not going to get another DMX. Ja tried, tried but failed. Um. All right, 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even wearing the do rag like 50 on get rich or train. he tries <laughs> to take a shot at Jarrell. <laughs> Fifty-two. I mean, it's, it's just an easy target, especially after that um fire festival thing that I was involved with. Yeah, man. He's just he's just a corny guy. He's just a, we're gonna be speaking about uh, a couple of corny figures in rap music in this podcast. So stay tuned. This is top three, guys, where we discuss top three. On different subjects. This week, because our, our guy DMX passed away, we're doing a top three DMX track list. Our own personal top three each. I think I, I went into that very well. Forty, what's yours?
1: Yeah, man. Um, top three. Do you know what it is DMX has got some tunes that are just hype. He has, and, yes. And I love them for that. But I felt like when it comes to, you know, sort of tribute, Paying respect I've got to go for some of the deeper ones some of the ones that are a bit more introspective um, but I'm going to go for a bit of a hype one for my number three Who We Be yeah it's 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 poetic man mm-hmm. you know it's probably not the most hype one or maybe the one that you're going to get played in the club or whatever but there's a bit of knowledge in there um, so Who We Be uh, I think two. I could actually sing that one Who We Be <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Number two, um, it's the one with Faith Evans. Is it called "I Miss You"? Oh. I don't even know the name of it. You know, let me let me. Um, but yeah, it's the one where he's talking about his grandma. Yeah, it's called "I Miss You." Now. Yeah, yeah, "I Miss You." Yeah, I thought it yeah. was. Yeah, um, that one like means something to me. I think when when my nana passed away, like that song. Mm-hmm sort of resonated with me. So that's my number two. Mm-hmm. And then uh, number one, got to be slipping.
2: You know, oh, I, think, I think... Classic.
1: You look how early he was talking about all of that, obviously mm-hmm. talking about his struggles and whatnot, and he clearly never got rid of them. Mm-hmm. So it's poignant, man. Um, yeah. And it's a shame that he never really, really got over all of that. But yeah, that's my DMX top three. Rest in peace, DMX. And
0: mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you know what it is about that track as well? Dmx was like, um... oh, he's not—he wasn't a gangster. Was he a gangster rapper? Would you
1: class Dmx as a gangster rapper? Nah, he rapper? was like the gritty mm. rapper that rob you on it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he was known so, for f- robbing people. So very um, vulnerable
2: with that with that
0: track. I think that's why it resonated with people. That look, look, I can be vulnerable
2: too. It's, it's probably at a point as well where like. Like you say, you've got the you've got the rappers that you should be scared of in the streets as well, yeah, because they're like really about it. Whereas mm-hmm. DMX is like he's a he's a proper street rapper, but he's yes. also talking about personal things from a very early on. So like exactly people who like who could relate to that and be like, Oh wow, it's not just about like robbing or killing, it's like oh depression, mm-hmm. addiction, stuff like that. He was you just sort of relate to him and then he's just down the street and he's everywhere. <laughs> DMX was everywhere. So yeah. One yeah. thing we can
0: I think why DMX resonated with people, and before we move on to BZ's top three, um, is that, because, quick, quick, quickly, I just listened to DMX, all of his albums last year. I know I don't want to make this sound like, you know, oh, I, I listened to DMX and now suddenly his, God forbid, that didn't happen. I just thought, you know what? DMX, everyone loves this guy that I know. Let me see for myself which people should do. Don't just take words of other people listen to them yourself i listened to his first three albums i would say there's not a skippable track you know if i'm being honest and that's hard for me to say because i I barely listen to rap now so i was listening to and there's something about the energy from dmx the
1: energy because the wordplay and the lyrics they're not not like they're not fantastic fans rap fans you know they're not that deep are they but um yes certainly the energy it's the energy man
0: and and you can understand why he had to, to, um, top. Was it like? I think he had two both, number ones. two number ones in the in the same year.
1: In the yeah. same year, yeah. You
0: can understand because those albums. Is it? Is Dark and Hell Is Hot, and what's the other one? Um, because um, Great Depression was the third one. Wait, yeah, let me see.
1: It slipped my mind, to be honest. But Wait, let me see. I think um, it was the one with the red, all red cover on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because he had Dark and Hell Is Hot. And it's, oh, bro, this—that's terrible. Flesh of my flesh,
1: <laughs> that flesh, bit, of, yeah.
0: my flesh yeah. of my flesh, yeah, blood Yeah, um, the yeah. the album covers are a bit mad though. Yeah. <laughs> For flesh yeah. of my flesh, that one was a <laughs> yeah, bit so mad. Yeah, the whole
1: thing was kind of like demonic. With the dark and the light one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like he would he would have that
0: that, on the same album. They only have to talk about Lord, give me a sign.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I was like, damn, what are you didn't hear me? Anyway, Edwin, what's mean, your top three?
1: Let, oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 40, 40. 40 go yeah, go for it. No, I was just going to no, tarnish his name anyway. Let no, me, <laughs> let me not say it. I was just going to say, you know, with lyrics like, I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse. I got yeah. blood on my dick because I fucked the corpse. Oh, like, my God. It was a bit demonic. <laughs> there's only one. There's only one DMX. Only one busy
2: man what's your top three (laughs) how do i go on from that (laughs) (laughs) anyways um yeah i'll keep it sort of very short and sweet so like my top three i wouldn't say it's like three to one um so it's sort of the way that i've sort of came into to to dmx as well um sort of listening to something and then go wow like this is this is x let me go back so three i think um, and i'm gonna like i'm just gonna put out here this is all coming from like one of the albums our a classic to me, which is yep. a Stark and Henry's yep. hop. Mm-hmm. Um three, Rough Riders Anthem. Um Oof. just 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 the hype nature of it. I mean, that's my intro to like DMX is D energy. And then mm-hmm. I go to number two, um, which is um how's it going down? Mm-hmm. Through a sample that I hear. And I listen to it and I'm like, this guy's his picks of these his, his beat picks are like Crazy good, yeah. And and he can make a hook like he's not just the energy, energy. Like he's actually a really good artist, yeah. And like you said, it's like no skippables. Mm -hmm. Um, And my number one is because I've got such like a big thing for like intros. Like when an album has a great intro, it just absolutely like does it for me. And X's intro on that album, (sighs) insane. For me personally, insane. Like it gets you ready to hear this, and I'm like. This guy is a great, great rapper and Dude. a great artist. And I think in stuff like the intros, you don't actually sort of like realize, like you say, you don't sort of look at the lyrics and think, oh, like this could be better. You're just like, yeah, yeah, spit. I'm ready he for the album. You yeah. just spit.
0: Yo, I'm surprised you guys didn't go for like the, because I didn't put these in my top three, so I'm going to mention them quickly. Um. Cause I thought they'll be too obvious. We got par- party up in here. I mean, come on, man! Man went commer- went went. Man went proper commercial with that one.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah,
0: went X, X gone give it to you. That mm-hmm. one was yeah, a sick one, of course.
1: That was. He's got a the few. Energy more. on that one was crazy. He's got he a few some more. sick feature versus feature uh, versus as well. Yeah, like um. Oh yeah, for sure. On, on the Onyx, one was with- shut him down. I bet you this motherfucking double barrel or blast his face. He starts off his verse like that. He <laughs> had some sick starting lines in his verses. Yeah. And then he just became, he's
2: like, it just became Earl Simmons, the person. He doesn't even have to be coming in like DMX and even, I think it was the game's LAX album. He yeah. has a skit on there. Um, like one of his, like one of his press skits. And it's just like, it's just X. Like you don't even, it sort of takes over the album because mm-hmm. it just sounds so good. Yeah. 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 Like he has a skit in, in, um,
0: two of his albums wait like it it carries on from the prayer that he was doing on the first album i can't remember which ones exactly but like it just takes you like the the prayer you could yeah. just listen to and you get hyped from a prayer
1: i've never been hyped from a prayer before <laughs> you could play <laughs> yeah, that, that prayer in clubs as well you know with um jay-z and buster yeah called why we die um you know and he holds up with jay-z and buster so mm-hmm. it just shows his uh he because
0: he because cons- yeah. cons- I think he was respected by all. He had a track with Eminem and um Obi Obi
1: Trice Go to Sleep. Oh, yeah, that was that was a ascending shots track, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, L- last one. Bad he job. was on he was on a feature on like that that Buster Touch It remix that had like everybody on. Was he? And- he was on that as well, yeah. And yeah. like and when it got played on like MTV bass or whatever, like. Yeah. <laughs> you just listen to X and he's like absolutely going in.
0: But but like, yeah. but you know on that track they had the part where you get oh get low DMX. Are you telling me DMX got low? Because I can't imagine it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> DMX, DMX is not gonna chill his hype for for even Buster. <laughs> what's <laughs> your top? F- what's your top three? <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick quickly, I wanted to say um ja Rule and J- Jay Z and DMX were gonna start a group, isn't it? Murder yeah, Inc. Murder Inc. Yeah. Imagine how that would have come out. Trevor so would have brought the whole team down. Anyway, um, <laughs> damn. <laughs> because I listened to to the um, because I listened to his albums, I thought, let me not go for the obvious ones. Um, first of all, I mean, this is an obvious one. Let me just say this: what these B words want. <laughs> that is classic. The second verse is one of the most iconic verses in in rap. Can just, I just because you, of all the names
2: you were saying you went very nigerian when you started that well, what, what, the second what, verse the I second a, one He's in church
0: i don't even notice it so when i'm passionate about something i turn it into my mother raider <laughs> so what this b words want my second my second one for my for my dogs. It was it was um featuring a whole bunch of people. I think I think drag on is one of them. I don't know why I remember that name specifically, but I just love the hook. Mm. This is one my dogs, this is one of my dogs, mm. this is one my dogs. They even go high, higher octave. <laughs> so that one was sick, but my number one featuring dmx and this this is gonna be our tribute one minute tribute to dmx hopefully we don't get sued because it's all over youtube and it went viral but this is my number one check this out it's that real shit sky. come on i can go
2: twice as high let's get it on take a Nigga. In a book, my nigger eating rainbow. You think it's a game? I can go anywhere. Suck my dick. Friends
0: to know, my nigger
1: needs to grow. Nigger eating rainbow. Here we go again.
2: I can be anything. Same old shit. But take a look, nigger in a book. My
0: nigger
1: rainbow. This is the shit rainbow. I be talking about.
0: Game. Really want. Really want.
1: Talk is cheap, motherfucker. Okay,
0: <laughs> that was my number one, and that's our tribute to DMX. When I see these stories, I turn into that African man that, um. Busy was talking about previously. <laughs> what on earth? Things that have gone viral, things that they're talking about on the Twitter sphere. Um, first of all, we got Iggy Azalea shaking her butt shots on the gram. On the TikTok, sorry. Uh, revealing photographs of DMs from other celebrities, blocking out the names, which was very kind of her. And doing the silly little dance, also promoting her shite track. Well,
1: is that, your guys? Is that a new track, is it that was playing when, when she was exposing all these thirsty people?
0: Yeah, it was a new track. I mean, I'm not even gonna play it because. Um,
1: <laughs> let's not.
0: We need really we need to grow good. we need to grow our viewership. So, <laughs> uh, but to be let's not go in like straight away like this in Iggy Azalea. Even though, I would You're say person, first-
1: it was a shite track.
0: I mean, mean, she could do better. She could do better. It's it's no fancy. Fancy was her her number one. It's no fancy. Um, If that was a man doing all that she's doing, for example, the game, they would call her one of the corniest rappers in hip-hop.
2: They're not call her that anyways? She is is corny, bro. She's corny. No one cares for Iggy Azalea. That's when you say no one, but, like, no one cares for Iggy Azalea. I mean... (laughs) It's a mad thing, like what, What? have you seen the video? Nah.
0: You haven't it seen it, off the DM. <laughs> he doesn't even want to check it out. It's it's, nah, cringy. it's cringy. I haven't got TikTok, but
1: you say TikTok is like that? <laughs> <Hey. Yeah. laughs> she's just screenshotted the guys that are messaging her. And and she's blanked out the names. But mm-hmm. she's saying that they're rappers.
0: They've got like 12 million f- followers, like three million followers. So there'll mm. be, there'll be celebrities. There's one with 27 or something million followers. Saying, I'm, oh, like, look, I'll eat your booty hole or stuff like
1: that. She can do, like... <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're the ones that have messaged her, isn't it? Like, she can do that. She's she's at will to do that. But it comes across a little bit desperate, doesn't it? It
0: comes across corny. Yeah. Loads
1: of women must get... Regular women get
0: DMs. Yeah. So why is she doing a little dance, saying, oh, do, what,
2: what, what was she trying to gain from that? TikTok followers, I don't know. Like yeah, she's sure. she's corny, bro. She's very corny. Like she had a mini run of like a year, a year and a bit, where people were like, "Oh, Iggy is sick." Ti decided to throw all his money at her, just the mm-hmm. way he, same way he did it with Chip. And I mean, Ti is probably probably the top three in terms of worst hip hop moguls of all time. Yeah. Ti <laughs> Ti is up there. Hold that one. Um, he and then.
1: Of- oh. uh, doll, right? What's of is a Was that? He probably made money off Iggy Azalea. Of course, he
2: did. mate. he did, he put, did. just it's just the same way that he probably's made money off Chip for like uh, for for sticking Meek Mill and everybody else on that Pizza Boy mixtape, and probably's had him on Grand Hustle for a bit. Well, like man, he makes money off. He's got Travis Scott on. He had Travis Scott on the payroll. He probably's made a lot of money. But with Iggy, it was like, yeah, for about a year or so, people were like, oh god, she's 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 gonna be sick, and then everyone realized she's corny. Like you've mm-hmm. seen that video of her like rapping along when she stole Kendrick's verse. Um... <laughs> And like in a live performance, she started like rapping to it and everyone's like, oh my God, she's so mess. It's, it's a, a mess. Kendrick verse. She's corny, mate. So doesn't surprise us that what, she'll do what that. What hyped
0: her up to go on that stage and talk about Runaway Slave? You're the whitest of white women. You'd see it in the Kendrick verse. You did not think, wait a minute. <laughs> the aesthetics of this ain't right.
1: <laughs> she was, oh, was speaking out Iggy. saying it so much that like, you couldn't even tell what she was saying anywhere. Like, Nobody I only clocked, I only that, clocked that she was. She took Kendrick's verse. Yeah. I only just clocked. Yeah. I didn't know. She's probably saying she was like, paying respect to it or something, but like, you know, she should have followed it up saying, you know, shout out Kendrick or something. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Instead of just taking it, especially like at that She's point. She's a mess.
1: She's old news. She's yeah. just trying to post stuff, trying to get some, some more attention on her. Looks like it's working a little bit. We're talking about her, but
0: exactly. is anybody
1: going to be going, checking out her music?
0: Nah. Mm-hmm. Nah, um, um she, she she has a history of taking stuff. She took her accent from um black southern women as well. So yeah, that's the one. weird. So her whole thing is like fake. She's got loads of sur- like there's nothing wrong with surgery, guys. I don't want to like put it out there that you don't have to do you can't do what you want with your body, men or women, because men are getting like um lip injections now for the gram. That is uh-huh. a true story. Yeah. Men listen. are getting lip injections for the gram. Yeah, listen. This is not my opinion, but Raider <laughs> Lipping Jackson's for the gram. You, you guys need to not. This is just coming from up above, telling me that you guys need to fix up. So, enough about Iggy. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. Can't you see? We're going <clears throat> on to. We're going on to our next question. This is going to be put as a question. Is Soldier Boy. Hip hop legend,
2: no, thought <laughs> he, no. he slept on this, doesn't he? In <laughs> okay, finish, we
0: finished that one no. next week. <laughs> 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 no, okay, you know what? Yeah, personally, this is what I'm gonna say. I think Soldier Boy is a hip hop legend.
1: I think Go he's, he's good at marketing, I think he's he's good at selling himself, but. I can't say he's a hip hop legend. I sat on this podcast and debated whether Drake was a rap legend not long ago, <laughs> Drake, because I wasn't sure if he, he, he wrote his all of his own rhymes, and like, I had to say, do you know what, because of his numbers and everything, yeah, he is. I can't say the same thing about Soldier Boy. But
2: if you say that, if you say that Drake's a legend, I mean, we all know that Drake stole Soldier Boy's flow, word for word, bar for bar. <laughs> Drake
1: stole everyone's flow. That doesn't make everyone's Drake flow he took
2: stole
0: a hip hop flaw. He knows.
1: But Drake, Drake stole lots of people's flaws. It doesn't mean that they're all legends.
0: What soldier boy is? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Firstly, nah, I can't say yes. Soldier boy,
1: <laughs> teenager. Ever?
0: He clocked. He clocked the scamming game. You go on LimeWire. wire. You're looking for you know inappropriate material. This is a third. I'm talking from another person's um, point of view. Um, Speaking of which, it was POV inappropriate material. Um, So they've downloaded it. They think they're gonna get inappropriate material. It's Soldier Boy.
1: You hear Soldier Boy tell them? Yeah, marketing, marketing genius. Not hip hop legend. Secondly, Soldier Boy.
0: Forget Vanilla Ice. Forget MC Hammer with the Hammer Dance. The kids out here were doing the Soldier Boy Dance. Wami lean, Wami lean, and Wami rose. He kids. didn't even bother to say the last two last syllable of the of the the word Wami. Now Wami you. <laughs> I, I was there.
2: I was there. I was in the fields. Yeah. I was outside. We were
0: outside. Real outside. Oh. I was supposed to be studying for A-levels. I was trying to learn the dance. This is how influential this guy was.
2: Can I have the... Uh, oh, go on, go on, T. Because I feel no, like no, you got no, number no, three there.
0: Carry, carry on,
2: carry on. So, from, so, yeah, if, if I've got, like, a, on, this, on this debate, if I've got a decided vote of whether to go with 40, whether to go with T, mm-hmm. um, I agree with everything that you've said, T. He's influential. Oh, oh okay. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I dropped the ear one too quickly. <laughs> he's, he's not a hip-hop legend. I can't give him the title hip-hop legend for being influential and changing the game somewhat by sort of being that ringtone rapper ringtone. and and being, like, what he says, a great person regards to, to marketing himself. Kiss um, me through the phone! No, he has got he's got tracks, but after that period, mate, after that he's just been clinging at straws, like whatever can bring relevancy. Yeah. And the thing is, he does it well, but let's not pretend, let's not act like it's like it's all planned out, like Drake, Tiger, <laughs> like Randy Orton, like none of this was like prepared. He just yeah. figures it out as it goes through. Yeah. He caught a bo- he caught a body, and that was like that made him go on DJ Vlad, pow, 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 pow. yeah, like. He just was in the studio and someone walked in and tried to kill him. It That's happens in Atlanta, part. unfortunately. The way that you could use that and turn that into marketing is great. It shows like how sort of how smart the guy is or his team is. Mm-hmm. But he's not a hip hop legend because everything that he done, I don't think sort of leads you to think like, wow, like he's actually that that much that much influence in hip hop. I don't yeah, think man. he's had Do,
1: do we, we all much. look at all of this? Like, is this what is this what you like, consider for a hip hop legend? Because I'm mainly looking at the music. I don't know no, that's obviously the, everyone's taste, but I, I, I mean think influence I'm, in some
2: sense, like like I mean a lot of people class like Little Wayne as a hip hop legend, and like say for sure you should because like I think mean, the music speaks for itself. But Carter Three being something that people say like or is a classic Carter Four for some people it's not compared to like his previous work because lyrically he wasn't even at that level. So like I think it's the influence of like what he done, the way he was working so hard, Little Wayne. The, the, the music that he's putting out and then how he saw like a million first week, people like Little Wayne changed the game, That's changed different. the mixtape yeah. game. Duh, duh, duh. He's a legend for that. So some people class something outside of music as being legend status, don't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. lyrically on Carter Free, I remember one bar he goes, um, I'm black and white, so I'm polar. We're gonna have this conversation about Big Sean and Little Wayne's worst lyrics, I'm telling you. How can you be black and white and then I'm polar bearer? <laughs>
0: at first I was like oh yeah he's the opposite side. wait polar bears
1: are white did he say bear or did he just say polar I don't know <laughs> there's something he would say he? I think it doesn't yeah. put it yeah. in was he at the end like bipolar the... like black and white like biracial no no he
0: polar. said something about a bear before that oh,
1: okay. before
0: that line I can't remember it specifically I don't I mean, remember black it black and white so we'll probably do line. you know
1: what it is like there was a lot of shit music on that album yeah for me yeah. there was a couple of tunes that were alright but I mean, nothing tops really Soldier get... Boys. Um, oh, well. i the band. On. On.
0: Take a look in the mirror and
2: say what's up. What's up? Like, hey. you know, tracks, right,
1: like tracks are massive, and then it's like, oh, we're all bored of that one. Next. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Finally,
0: on um, what enough? <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I'm tired. Finally, what enough? Chinese restaurant owner. She went ham. Oh, that was Buzz, actually. What? Well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to write that one down. <laughs> yeah, Chinese restaurant owner. Um, She wasn't having it, mate. Um, We all work with people here. <laughs> actually, that sounds terrible. Of course we work with people. Unless you're a vet where you would work with animals. Um, And we all know here, us three here, that people are very, very hard to please, especially in customer service. You could give your, your left arm for a customer and they'll be like, but I wanted the right one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, people are very hard to please, man. And often in these customer service jobs, people go into depression, man. You guys need to treat us nicer. Just be kind, Rewind. However, this Chinese restaurant owner decided to fight back. Alice Chung. Uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Don't want the Chinese goons restaurant takeaway owners at my door. She's 50 years old. She's from Pods. She's got a restaurant in Podsy called Oriental Express. I'm African. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing these things wrong. Um. So Alice Chung said, these negative reviews tend to put business owners down and demotivate them. I want to be realistic. Oh, she was real, right? Huh, she was... I'm trying to, trying to load up this article and my phone's deciding to go haywire. She said that she tries to give honest, truthful answers to sometimes silly comments or bring in banter to the platform. we don't know... If- I don't even know what the platform is. It must be like Google. You know, it's you can do Google the, reviews. Or
1: TripAdvisor or something like all, that. All
0: those ones, yeah. Where people... You know what it
1: is, right? Working with customers, yeah? Like mm-hmm. you're saying, you could give your left hand, they want the right one. Yeah. As someone who does work with customers and I'm always trying to give the best service possible. When I go somewhere and it's not good service, I get pissed off. Yeah. I've left a bad review on TripAdvisor before and the place tried to, they didn't even try to respond. They tried to get the comment taken down. (laughs) I'll tell you why, we we was in Cyprus, right?
0: Yeah, oh, okay.
1: Me and my girl, who's who's from South Africa, um, she's Zulu. So we go to a a South African restaurant, probably a bad idea in the first place, to be honest. But we went in, thought, all right, let's get some South African food. But it was white South Africans. And to cut a long story short, they just ignored us the whole time. We had to ask to be served. Like sat at sat at, um the table just getting ignored, like all the other people getting served before us, that were of a fairer shade, let's say. Yeah. Um. So I left the I left the report. The worst thing was there was something on the menu that said um, every Sunday pay thirty five euros, you get four hours of food and wine celebrating the golden era, the golden era of colonialism. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. I put a, I put a write up on TripAdvisor like you know this is gonna offend some people you you shouldn't have this on your restaurant menu, like yeah they you try against? to get the comment taken down.
2: Why you been so, a for, Yeah. Been a
1: what I see from both sides, I think oh. I think this uh, this Chinese restaurant owner more power to her she yeah. should be commenting back. I seen one of them saying um, they'd left a bad comment mm-hmm. and she wrote back saying. Yeah, you rang the shop saying your meal had no meat in it, but you yeah. ordered a vegetarian munchbox. <laughs> <laughs> she became a keyboard
0: vigilante. Oh gosh, <laughs> I love this woman, Alice Trump. If if you if you wanna um be a guest on the podcast, be my guest. We'd love you <laughs> to be on the podcast.
1: Yeah, Beazie, she sounds what? like she
0: wouldn't hold back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need someone proper controversial. Busy, <laughs> busy. What are your thoughts on the um? this woman fighting back against these keyboard warriors more power to her yeah oh,
2: more power to her just just yeah if she just come on if she does come on the pod um we we will we will fight with her if they leave negative comments on <laughs> that episode <laughs> real talk
0: real talk that's sponsored by him who must not be named <laughs> First of all, we're gonna say a quick um, rest in peace. Obviously, again to DMX, who was the most important person to us to um, pass away. However, there are other more um, side characters that have also passed away. Rest in peace to wow. Prince Philip. And um, seriously, again, um, anorexia is a is a proper mental health illness, and it should be seen as that. So, rest in peace, Nikki Graham big brother legend um who is she yes that's nikki graham i'm sure people that are listening some people that are listening to this will remember her golden era of reality tv nikki graham she had a long battle with um anorexia 38 years old so um that's Did not she talked away about anymore. from
1: from complications due to anorexia
0: i don't know the actual details yeah. but no, no, no. she had it for a long time Mm. She had it for mm. a long, and she was ve- very skinny. But you can't tell someone that's got anorexia that, listen, you're you're too skinny because they always think that yeah, they're have, like, overweight. Body
1: dysmorphia, in it. body mm.
0: dysmorphia, exactly. Same with bulimia. It's not talked about enough, and um, I'm hoping soon enough. If, let's we'll go back onto the jokes, but I'm hoping soon enough, guys, like we'll agree on having a a couple of episodes where we just chill. Not chill, but, you know. And talk about mental health. Yeah, man. What we've gone through our own experience in that. However, what I'm going to zone in on right now is Prince Philip. Now, speaking of his, his death, God bless the dead. This is no disrespect to any of the dead. But his death online had mixed reviews. He didn't... His, his death wasn't like dmX's death where you know it got a 9.9 on IMDB out of 10 his one was like I would say a six or a five why because people some people don't respect the royal family and in particularly what this guy has conveyed in the past is that making sense?
1: yeah so the guy was a racist yeah okay the guys the guy's, <laughs> the guys part of the elite um you know there's a lot of people around struggling and and we're just gonna look at people who who have maybe been born with a silver spoon in the mouth or a gold crown on the head yeah and not, not not relate to them on top of that the guy was seemed like he was a racist basically yeah um yeah I mean one of the one of the comments he made was um <clears throat> You know, if, if there was reincarnation when he passed away, he'd like to re- be reincarnated as a deadly virus to uh, lower the world's population.
0: Bloody
1: hell, son. Which, during the times we're in, seems like a bit of a mad comment. Obviously, he made it years ago. But when he says that, I feel like he means to lower the population in like places outside of Europe, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got a few of his greatest hits here. You know, we played DMX's top three, so we're going to play... Some of Prince Philip's greatest hits. Um, one one thing he said. He said to a British student studying in China. He said, "If you stay here much longer, you will go home with slitty eyes." Prince Philip, ladies and gentlemen, to a student trekking in Papua New Guinea, Africa. You managed to not get
1: eaten, then. Papua New Guinea is not in Africa, bro. Oh, sorry, carry on. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm- <laughs> Where's Papua New Guinea? I heard I Guinea and now I thought it's is Africa. I'm probably wrong myself, but I, is it the South Pacific? I think oh, it's, um, you know... Aus,
0: Austra- is it Old Australia, Australia Australian yeah. then parts. There's, there's
2: Forgive me, people, guys.
1: This is where BZ gets who, onto me. <laughs> some, yeah, I, thing. I don't know my geography. <laughs> there's some people who live somewhere over that way that um, worship him as a god, you know. Really? Yeah. Like, they, they had a prophecy. Um in their like tradition and their history. Yeah. And when he came, they believed that he fulfilled that prophecy. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it said like some, some uh, old racist guy's gonna come <laughs> and, and be your god. But yeah, look, the guy's passed away. So I don't want to be too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Non- just, I'm, just talk- I'm just talking for his greatest hits guys. Like I these are his race. greatest hits. Right. So if you're a fan of Prince Philip, you'll love these tracks. Um, speaking to a woman who gave him a gift in Kenya in 1984. You are a woman, aren't you? He asked her that and she gave him a gift. So he had to ask if she was actually a woman. Um, what else have we got? We've got a few. <laughs> Cayman Islands, he said, aren't you, most of you descended from pirates. One that hit me specifically was when he went to Nigeria and the, um, he spoke to the Nigerian president, and you know, busy knows actually forty knows as well. You're basically kind of African anyway. Um, oh. You know, you know the clothes. You know the clothes that us Africans wear, like traditional clothes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He goes, um, "You look like you're about to go to bed," yeah. while shaking the president's hand. So, so rest in peace, Prince Philip. You know, we all love the royal family on this podcast. You we'll know when
1: somebody's him. just got the absolute confidence that there's no comeback yeah. for anything they say. Yes, yeah. that's him in it. That's Prince Philip. Yeah, that's Prince He's Philip. He's not bothered. So, so you could respect his audacity
0: as well. I mean, you know, well, a lot yeah. of people don't say what they want to say. So just like I'm saying, we love the royal family, and I don't want the royal family goons at my door. <laughs> This is just. This is just taking it all in. I'm, I'm a listener. <laughs> you got any thoughts on this, busy or shall we move on to the Kanye Netflix doc?
2: Rest in peace to everybody who unfortunately lost their lives okay. over this past weekend. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, Kanye Netflix documentary. I'm I'm I'm
0: excited about this, you know. Oh yeah, twenty years in the making, apparently. I mean, speaking of people that are outspoken. <laughs> this one is gonna
2: be a mad one if it's pulled off well. Obviously, if we have that's it in, the... gone busy. Yeah. That's the problem. For me, it's yeah. like if it's gonna be pulled off well, because I don't know. Like the the reports that I've seen is like obviously there's like two people who are like really close to Kanye, yeah, who are um who have who have videoed everything, who have recorded everything, who are gonna be sort of like working with Netflix to get it out. But then I don't know if like Kanye is actually involved. And if it is, like obviously it's gonna be some like great things as, as a music fan, as a hip-hop fan, like the the, the videos of him and Jay Z in the studio, um, him like talking to Dame Dash, Rockefeller, blah blah blah. But he's always if Kanye's involved, there's always gonna be a specific twist to it. Like we're not gonna yeah. hear like everything, are we? Mm-hmm. And I think when it gets into it, that's where it might just be a bit, well, we've we've heard this before because he's been pretty vocal about a lot of things. Like, is he gonna sit down and actually like say, well, this di- di- this this probably didn't go the way that it should have gone, or is it going to be, like, an external narrative of, like, actually, like, honing in on Kanye's faults, or mm-hmm. is it just going to be, like, trying to make the whole point of everything he said is right, he's a genius, and look where he is now? Yeah, that's what I'm... That's actually going on your viewpoint, because we,
0: we're really into documentaries, me and Busy. Like, so we've watched, like, the Dennis Rodman one... Um, that one is a classic to me. There's the There's Last Dance. I mean, come on. Even if you're not a basketball fan, I, I, that one got rave reviews. And I believe, even though the um, Michael Jordan one, Last Dance one, was kind of wasn't up there with Rodman's one in terms of holding himself accountable for his faults, <laughs> because Michael Jordan's just Michael Jordan. It did show the good, the bad, the ugly side of that team and of Michael Jordan. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure if Kanye West is fully involved in this documentary, Is it, if he's going to show the good, the bad, the ugly side. I want to see all sides. So it shows, okay, you're human. Like, people need to understand who Kanye West is, not that he's going to come and be like, I'm a genius, I'm this, I'm running for president. This that. It might be a presidential campaign mm-hmm. documentary
1: for all we know. What do you think, for Yeah, I, th- I think documentaries are interesting. Yeah. I think you get you get with um you get documentaries with people like Quincy Jones for example who it's kind of like probably doesn't have so much of a interest in creating a certain narrative at this point yeah um to a certain extent like Dr Dre as well maybe slightly longer careers where you know I think the work speaks for itself, they're kind of cemented mm. as these legends. And I think the interesting thing about documentaries like that is <clears throat> they've they maybe show you a little bit of stuff that you didn't see, especially earlier on. Yeah. Kanye's a little bit more into the generation where everything's kind of out there anyway, exactly. certainly like the back half of his career. So, yeah, there might be some stuff that's uh, maybe new footage, hasn't been seen before all of this. But, you know, a lot a lot of his life and a lot of his career has kind of been out there for everyone to see anyway because we're mm-hmm. in that kind of social media era now anyway. So uh, I just wonder, you know, how much is going to be kind of new stuff, stuff that hasn't been seen before, and how much of it, like is are saying, is kind of to fit a certain narrative as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it would probably be interesting. But um, – yeah, I think Kanye is like a—he's definitely another one who's a marketing genius, and he comes at it from a different angle, like someone like Soldier Boy, for example. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't—I find myself kind of wanting to maybe just listen to the music as and when it comes out, and not—and not always getting so interested in like these potential marketing opportunities that, that yeah. come about. Mm. I know a documentary's obviously meant to be like not so much of a marketing opportunity, but I think what you're getting at when you're saying like. What's going to be the angle of it? Is it going to just be a kind of a promotional thing? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's going to, I, I feel like without knowing anything, it probably will be more of a promotional thing because he's obviously like still heavily involved in all the like like fashion things he's doing presidential. like might try and run in 2024 or whatever he thinks he can do. Yeah. But like what we want to see as guess like as Kanye West fans or like fans of hip hop is like, the the lost footage, but then we also want to see like what actually happened and like between him and Jay Z getting to yeah. the top of each other's respective and then clashing mm-hmm. like and then someone like talking about it like oh yeah there was creative differences or like Jay Z like dissed him or whatever like you not that you want to like have like gossipy things but you want to see like two people who are like two like generational artists of this generation anyways mm-hmm. like what happened when the sort of the 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 um, the, the the little brother becomes at the same level as same the big brother level, yeah. um yeah. and like what happens there and then maybe like something about like how can of even like got into um like the the fashion thing but like actually seeing how he unfolded don't want to like see what like the shit you went through mentally but like see like what actually happens when you're at the top of the game and things just are too much too much like
0: mental. Yeah, proper yeah. It honesty yeah, yeah proper
2: honesty instead of just saying like He's a genius, he's this, he's that, and I feel like we might just get loads of lost footage and some of that because it's gonna yeah. be
0: promoting. So apparently, according to this article on the source, it's gonna be um directed by the people that directed and produced Jesus Walks, the video, two of his friends, um Clarence Simmons and TK Which Ozer. video
1: wasn't there like eight videos? Yeah, there was. Yeah,
0: there was one where I was walking through fire or something, and it was one with the fake Jesus. Yeah, wasn't
1: there one way? Was in like preaching. And
0: yeah, I then think
1: There was so. this. There was this. Um, um, I know they made a lot of videos for that track. Yeah. there was
0: this sex worker, politically correct, walking through the streets or something. Was that one of them? I yeah, know I there was so. at least two. I know there was at least two. Um, There's a good
2: documentary on it on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, if people are interested.
0: Okay, um, so the multi-part docu series details Kanye's rise in music, rise in the music industry, his venture into fashion his 2020 presidential run and rest in peace, the death of his mother. So that's all going to be in there. Um, I've never before seen footage of Kanye's West career over two decades. So to to be released sometime later this year, when it comes out, if it comes out, then we could do a little review of that. If we watch it Mm -hmm. should be interesting. Speaking of Jay-Z actually, I was reading somewhere, you know, remember 2009, where little, remember Little Mama? Little Mama. <laughs> yeah. Where she went on stage. Um, knew, Yeah, yeah, that was so embarrassing. Did all this in front of Jay-Z. <laughs> when I Keys. saw that, I was like, come on, come on, man. Like, I saw that, I was like, that was a bit, that was corny, that was cheesy. However, you know, 10, 10, 11 years later, how long has it been? Yeah, um, apparently she's reached out to Alicia Keys and Jay-Z I think more than one time, to just apologise, yeah? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I don't actually like is, apparently, allegedly, they haven't reached back out to her or said anything, like, at least say, oh, we forgive you or whatever. Like, and the woman went through a bit of hell, you know? You don't know, it's mad. Of like, it like, mental health, that affected her
1: mental health. Well, well, How can you mess you up sh- James performance? The fact that we know <laughs> that she's reached out to apologise yeah. is probably the reason that they haven't reached out back. Mm. Ooh. Cause imagine if you were actually gonna apologise, why would anyone know that you had? Mm.
0: So she's told no, I think it's what happened... the whole
1: thing though, we get caught up in this like mm-hmm. everything's just a play, everything is yeah. a promotional opportunity, everything's for a bit of attention. Mm-hmm.
0: No, what I think it was for is someone asked her, I think this week online about that.
1: Mm.
0: And I think she said, No, they haven't, they have like I've reached out to them. So, because this happened years ago, she, so she might have reached out to them, like, a decade ago right. to apologise. So now she's saying, listen, they didn't get back to me. Because that could have given her but a lot again, of Again, though,
1: still, so she's dragging them through the mud for not getting back to her. Why don't you yeah. just say, yeah, I apologised.
2: Oh, OK. I don't know what Le Maman was be expecting. Yeah. I don't really know. Like, I mean, yeah, great. If he comes back, if they come out and say, like, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What, so like <laughs> you skipped
1: yeah, 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 yeah. it. Yeah. You,
2: you went on stage, you felt yourself, did all this. Probably, probably, because let's be real, they do it in music. Jay-Z probably just like absolutely sabotaged her career, said radio, yeah. any connections he had, like, nah, like do you think he even just, cared that much. Probably Jay-Z's petty though, is he? He's petty, yeah. He's he's petty. You know, like, you know the thing is one Jay-Z
0: only needs to say one thing on the radio because he was like, um he said something along the lines of like that wasn't cool or something along those lines. So now, Jay Z is saying this rap, what this rapper's done is not a uh, up and coming rapper is not cool. We're not playing that person. You want to piss off? <laughs> you want to piss off Jay Z? Nah, we're not playing that person. Jay Z
1: didn't even have to say don't play her. That's just the code. Like, Do you know what all? It all started from from ODB. It's all his fault. Yeah, he was like the original <laughs> stage crasher, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but you have He's to be one.
0: consistent with your madness. You can't yeah, just exactly. go on stage. what exactly. oh, like ODB is
1: consistent with his madness. ODB <laughs> yeah. was just like that all the time. If ODB jump, like I bet they in their performance, they'll be like, "We need to,
0: we need to have the ODB test. <laughs> <laughs> we need to prepare just in case he's been on the weed that night. You know, like <laughs> the weed. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's been smoking
1: the reefer. Let's be careful because ODB he yeah, might hear New York. And jump uh, if on anything, the stage. you know, is definitely not going to make you want to get up on stage. In the house. <laughs> track of the week.
0: Thanks again for listening to the podcast. This is our weekly segment again. Track of the week. Uh, we've done. Obviously, it it should be a DMX track, but we've done our top threes, so we're going to do some other tracks.
1: What's your track of the week for My track of the week is um, some some northeast MCs, H-Man and Just B, HB collectively, and it's it's super sick. Bringing the hype, bringing the, the hardness. Awesome. Sounds like a monkey track.
0: Get the bananas.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: from from that that little poppy move, T would fit right into forties T side clubs.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were definitely. Uh... Oh, like like a, a white guy dancing there, yeah.
2: Before. He's on that rishi. What was it? What was the pills called again?
1: The rishi, yeah.
0: Smoking yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the
2: rishi, uh, <laughs> he was definitely tooting on certain right there. <laughs>
0: My do duo was about to fly off. <laughs> right
2: for Dizzy, what's your track of the week? Uh, my track of the week um keep it into the, the northeast tradition that we've got going on for this week um saying out which is a track that was played on um bbc um one extra and introducing segment um on dj target show which is by any dons and our very own 40
1: <laughs> thank you bro and
2: produced by 40 which has to be said as well yes. um uh, yeah, I, I, I wish that one extra would have would have put that on there because it's a banger.
1: I mean, if they'd have just put even any Don's feature of forty, it'd have been nice. But you know, it's just nice to get the play on there anyway.
2: Yeah. Yep, and yeah, is very, 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 very northeast sound and verse by forty. Yeah, which uh-huh. one extra needed?
1: They needed it. They needed that uh, T side flavor in there but yeah shout out any dons man yeah. shout out everyone that got played on one
0: extra as well to be honest that's that's big man that's big it's just about yeah. consistency now
2: yeah shout out one to extra keep... and i'll keep doing it instead of just using it for a split second and then never exactly come back. It's absolutely... exactly done for about exactly two, 10 years
1: I don't really oh, care, maybe bro. maybe we'll have this on a on a different episode because that's that's, that's another something that we could discuss there yeah
2: <laughs> yo
0: so my track of the week i've been doing a lot of of um, running on the treadmill, because when I've seen myself in the mirror, when I take my shirt off, I look like you need to donate a pound to me every month. All <laughs> I need is the flies.
2: Oh my so, God.
0: So um, my track of the week gets me hype on the treadmill, and I was on the treadmill on a Friday, and here it is.
2: It's Friday then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the video's so funny. The one, jeez, what a what a track! <laughs> that, that the 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 video of the of the guy getting out the car and doing that—you can watch that on loop for at least thirty minutes. And yeah, you're a mile you're a, away. Got me hype,
0: man. Got me hype. I was just playing that track on the treadmill. What a track? And that one is by um, I didn't even say who it was, by. <laughs> that, that one is by Written. I think it's written R-I-T-O-N Nightcrawlers featuring Mufasa and Hypeman It's literally is Hypeman, the one that's shouting in the background and that's what it's called so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes In Your Neighbourhood Podcast Episode 9 Oh, we're nearly on double figures, baby
2: <laughs> <laughs> Baby
0: <laughs> Yo, Reality, your boy from Hackney AKA black guy in your neighborhood, AKA my mother's favorite rapper. And this is the in your neighborhood podcast,
2: baby.